This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. I've been hearing from so many of you recently who are new to the podcast, and I love that you are telling your friends, mentioning this podcast on your blog, and talking about it on social media. It means the world to me, and it's truly humbling, and I'm just so grateful that you are finding value in this podcast. It's the beginning of February, and this is often the time of year when the excitement of the new year fades, and you can start to struggle to stick with your goals, or maybe you even forget them all together. If one of your goals was to save money and get more organized, though, you don't want to miss today's interview. I'll be talking to Tiffany King from Eat at Home Cooks. She's a mom of four who has made it her mission to help busy women spend less time and effort on cooking and buying groceries. She'll be sharing lots of great tips and tricks for getting dinner on the table, and I'm also going to ask her for some quick and easy meal ideas for you. Plus, I've got a freebie that I put together with some of my best tips and strategies for saving time and money on meal prep, and I'll be sharing that with you later in the show. Before we get to that interview, though, let's start the show by talking about what's saving my life. This is the part of the show where I talk about something that is making my life better, easier, or more enjoyable. Today, I have to tell you about the magnesium that I take. I'm The Money Saving Mom on Instagram, and I would love for you to follow me there. I've been talking about anxiety and sleep, and I mentioned that I've found that taking a magnesium supplement really helps me sleep better at night. Here's the thing. When I sleep better at night, I have less anxiety, and I also just feel healthier all around as a person. So magnesium has really been saving my life. 
I've taken a variety of different magnesium supplements, but my favorite ones to take are the Calm Gummies by Natural Vitality. I buy mine from Amazon and they are yummy and I can tell a significant difference when I take them in my sleep and in my overall feelings of just being a little more calm and relaxed. I take the highest dose, which is four gummies every night before I go to bed. If you've never taken magnesium before, though, I'd recommend starting out with the smallest dose. Just see how that works for you, and then maybe if you need a little bit more, you can gradually work up to a higher dose. Like I said, I buy the Calm Gummies from Amazon, and I'll put a link to them in the show notes. You can usually also find them at Whole Foods, and I'm guessing probably some other stores sell them as well. I've just never looked. Speaking of Amazon, so many people have asked me for links to various things I love, such as the mascara that I use or my favorite fiction books or links to some of my favorite clothes from Amazon. Because yes, I buy clothes on Amazon. I finally put together a little page on Amazon that links to all of my favorite things they sell in one place. I'll put a link to this page for all of my favorite Amazon things in the show notes, or you can just go and check it out at amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash money saving mom. One of the blog posts that I look forward to writing at the end of every year on my blog, moneysavingmom.com is my top reads from the previous year. Now, I usually try to get this post written and published the last few days in September, but it just didn't happen in that time frame in 2018. I had a lot of other blog projects on my plate and I ended up pushing it to January. So I finally got it posted the second week of January. Hey, better late than never. And even though it's a little late or maybe a lot late, I wanted to mention it on the podcast for those who might be interested in knowing what my top book picks were for 2018. I read 70 books in 2018 and I ended up picking four favorites. These were the four that impacted me the most. They're the ones that I will carry lessons from for years to come. I'm going to list them here for you, but if you want to know why I chose them and why they impacted me, you can head over to the show notes where I put a link to my post on these. So the books that I picked were number one, Mom Set Free by Jeannie Cunyon, and we ended up having her on the podcast earlier, and Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron, Sacred Rest, that was by Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, who we also had on the podcast, and Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which is by Peter Scazzaro or something. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sure I just butchered it. But anyway, I realized in looking back over the books I read in 2018 that I didn't do a good job of tracking all of them. And this was the first year where I didn't feel like I really had a hard time narrowing down my picks to the top 10, which is typically the number that I choose. As I looked over all the books that I read, I was really surprised that there were only four titles that stuck out to me as ones I should choose to be on this list. Now, I'm not sure if that's because I'm just forgetting some that I read, but at the same time, I'm like, if I forgot it, then doesn't that mean that it really didn't deeply impact me? Or maybe it was because I read fewer books this past year than I often do, or maybe it was just because I picked a lot of meh titles. At any rate, in 2019, I'm finally switching over to using Goodreads to track my reading, and I see why people have highly recommended it to me. Goodreads is a free app and a site that allows you to track the books you're reading, rate and review those books, keep a log of what you've read, stay accountable to your reading goals, and keep track of books you want to read. 
There's also a lot of other things that you can do on it, but that's what I'm going to use it for. If you've not checked it out and you love reading, you definitely should go over to goodreads.com or go download the app. I'll put a link to my Goodreads profile in the show notes, and I'm also going to share my post on my top four book picks from 2018. And I'd love to hear from you. What are your favorite books that you read in 2018? Or maybe you have a suggestion of some book that you think I really should read in 2019. If so, let me know. Send me an email at crystal at moneysavingmom.com. This episode is sponsored by You Need a Budget. This is the budgeting software that we have personally used for the past two years and absolutely love. We were actually introduced to the software by my brother-in-law, Justin, a few years ago. He and my husband, Jesse, are both what I would lovingly refer to as, quote, nerds. You know, the kind of people, those people who think spreadsheets are fun, for real, and who geek out over features in Excel. Yep, those kinds of people. You might as well poke my eyeballs out with a hot iron rod than get me to be giddy over creating spreadsheets, but... Nevertheless, I love spreadsheet nerds because they help keep people like me in line and on track. It was around Christmas time when Justin started telling Jesse about You Need a Budget, what we call YNAB, Y-N-A-B for short. Jesse and I had both heard of the software before, but we had been using Quicken for so long that we'd not considered changing to anything else. Well, when Jesse saw the features of YNAB, he was intrigued enough to sign up for the free trial. And it was pretty much love at first sight. Truthfully, I can't begin to tell you how often I've heard him exclaiming to me or to friends or just to himself something about how cool and helpful YNAB is. I'm such a pen and paper and cash girl, but after all his raving reviews, I finally gave in and I downloaded it on my phone and I had him show me how it works. And I have to say, it's really, really impressive. I love how we can actually see exactly how we're doing in every budget category at just one glance. And since we have multiple budgets for our businesses and for our personal budget, it allows us to track them all in one app. This is so handy. Next week, I'll tell you more why Jesse loves this budgeting software so much, and I'll talk more about how it has benefited our family personally. But for now, if you'd like to check out YNAB, they are offering my listeners something really special. They usually only offer a one-month trial, but they are giving you all a free 60-day trial so you can really get a feel for it and see how well it works. To sign up for your free 60-day trial to YNAB, go to ynab.com forward slash crystal. That's ynab, Y-N-A-B dot com forward slash crystal. Just head over there and you can get signed up and try it out for 60 days. I have a feeling that you just might become a convert too. A big thank you to YNAB for sponsoring today's podcast. One of the best ways I've discovered to feel more organized and less frazzled in the afternoons and evenings is to have a plan for dinner and have it already made before the kids come home from school. That way, when they come home, I can just be present with them instead of trying to fix dinner and oversee homework and help kids with projects and get ready for whatever activities we have in the evening. Plus, it also saves us money because we're not running to the store or running through the drive-thru at 5.30 p.m. at night. And one way that really helps me to make this happen is either by having dinner already made and just needing to be heated up, 
or putting dinner in the crock pot in the morning so that I don't even have to think about it the rest of the day. I love quick and easy meals that only take minutes to make in the morning or can be pulled out of the freezer and heated up in the Instapot or in the oven right before dinner. Tiffany from eatathomecooks.com is the author of the Eat at Home Tonight Cookbook, and she is someone who has been such a help and an inspiration to me in this. I love her recipes and her menu plans in her cookbook, and I cannot recommend them highly enough. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today to talk about menu planning, cooking, and tips and tricks to help busy women spend less time in the kitchen. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Oh, thanks for having me. It's really good to be here. So your website and business and cookbook all has the phrase eat at home in it. I'd love for you to just give my listeners a little background on why you chose that as your brand. Well, eating at home, I just, for us, it's been a foundational habit for my family. Um, It's really kind of created the culture that we have in our family of gathering together and spending time together. Um, But it's not always easy to do. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. Um, So that's kind of where that came from. But now my kids are grown. um, Mostly I still have a 16 year old at home and we still gather together. I've got two kids who are married now so I can watch them start to develop this eating at home together habit in their new families as they establish their new households. And we still get together about once a week to eat dinner and they know that on any given night that we are likely to be at the table. So if they stop by, which happens less and less often, of course, as they're involved in their own things. But yeah, it's just been really foundational for our family. And is that something that you have always done since your kids were little? It is. Now, I do want to say it doesn't always look pretty. establishing a habit is more about just doing it regularly than making it perfect. Mm, You definitely cannot focus on making it perfect because you'll drive yourself crazy. Um, You know, when they're little, your goal is to just get them to sit through a meal um, and to stay in that chair for a little while. (laughs) It's not a great place for conversation that you hope it will be later. But if you've got really young ones, definitely stick with it because it will pay off in the end. That habit of everybody comes to the table and this is what we do as a family will pay off. But in the beginning, it can feel crazy and maybe not worth it some nights. Yeah. And I think a lot of moms, they kind of struggle with this guilt when it comes to eating at home because they feel like it needs to look a certain way. And so they feel like meal meal planning is supposed to happen a certain way. Meals are supposed to look like this. And I feel like it's not always realistic to have this healthy four course meal around the table at the same time every single night. I don't want moms to be listening to this and feeling like, we're just putting pressure on them that this is how it needs to look and this is what they need to do. And so I'd love for you to speak to those women who they can't make dinner at home as a family around the table happen every single night, or they feel like they can't. What kind of encouragement would you have for them? Yeah, definitely keeping it simple is the salvation here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not have to be complicated. You do not have to have a table that's set perfectly or set it all. Like we never have a tablecloth on our table because that's just an extra step. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can do to make it simple on yourself, 
Um, if that means that you follow the same kind of meal rotation um, and only break that up every once in a while for variety, that's fine. It just doesn't need to be complicated. Well, and what would you say for the mom who, I know for me, our kids have evening activities a lot of nights. And I just think of the last three nights, Monday and Tuesday, there were multiple basketball games. And then Wednesday, my girls have church. And then tonight they have basketball again. And so we can't always make, you know, we could say, okay, you're not going to do any evening activities and we're going to prioritize. We always eat as a family around the dinner table. But I also feel like I want my kids to have those opportunities that bring them so much life and where they excel. And so how do you balance that when you want to have dinners at home, but yet you also, your kids are getting older and they have evening activities? That is definitely a really big challenge for families, I think. I know tonight my daughter has volleyball practice and it just kind of throws everything into, okay, well, are we going to eat before or after? You know, what are we going to do here? One thing is we have come to eat with the people who are at home. Mm -hmm. So even if some people can't be there, the other ones will go ahead and eat and, you know, the strays can come in as they need to. And that becomes more and more important the older your kids get because, you know, the teenagers have activities and jobs and all kinds of things. Or if you have a spouse that travels, you know, sometimes you don't have your whole family at dinner and that's okay. You can still have family dinner with whoever you have there at the table. Um, And that kind of keeps that habit a little bit. If nobody's going to be there, a lot of times I'll pack food. We um, had to go out of town for a volleyball game the other night and I packed food for us. So my husband and I ate it in the car before we went in to watch the game and my daughter ate it in the car afterwards. <laughs> so it was, you know, not the ideal family dinner, but it kept us from hitting a drive through which saved us some money. It was a little healthier and yeah, it was how we had to get it done that night. Do you have some go-to recipes that you kind of, this is what we do on those nights when we're going to be eating in shifts? Um, Are there things that you're like, these are some recipes that work really well for that? Because I know I've talked to a lot of moms who they feel like eating at home, if they're going to eat in shifts, you know, and they're like, I don't even know what to make if we're going to be, if it's going to be looking like that. Yeah, there are definitely some recipes that work better for that than others. And I, in the cookbook, I have a chapter that's devoted to that. Um, to eating in shifts. But things that don't require a lot of side dishes work well, especially if you're feeding teenagers, because they don't want to fuss with a bunch of stuff if they're, especially if they're heating it up later. Things like a warm sandwich filling that they can just put on a bun, a soup that's kind of a, a standalone thing. Those types of recipes that don't have a lot of extra things that go with them and are very, very, you know, think, throw it in the microwave and we're good to go here. Well, and that's what I love about your cookbook is that you address those different struggles that women have. I don't know if you have a cookbook handy or you just know offhand. Um, I always hate it when someone asks me for specific (laughs) things for my book that I'm like on page 73, you know, you said, I'm like, whoa, where's my book? Let me look. Um, But if you could, I'd love for you to share um, what some of those sections are in your cookbook, because I loved that so much. I felt like it was just so realistic for the everyday woman. Yeah, I actually did bring a cookbook over here with me. So I have you are prepared. (laughs) I'm prepared this time. Um, So I have chapters on I only have 15 minutes tonight. My refrigerator is empty tonight. 
everyone's on a different schedule tonight. And that's the one that um, is the eating and shifts. Mm-hmm. I'm out of the house and won't have time to cook tonight. Mm. Uh, I don't have time for dishes tonight. And kind of, you know, going on and on. We can't sit down for a meal tonight. And that's what happens when you, you're you eating in the car, basically. I probably should have titled that chapter, You're Going to Eat in the Car Tonight. <laughs> I love that so much. And I know when I flipped through it, I was like, finally, a cookbook for <laughs> real people who live real lives. I love it. There are probably a lot of women listening who really want to make eating at home a priority. They want to do a better job of it. But they just feel so tired and stressed out. And so I'd love for you to give some just quick and easy meal ideas for those days when you have almost zero time and energy. Yeah, those are the days when it's good to fall back on things that you know how to do. So if you don't have any recipes like that, search for a few that use a very few ingredients and that you can memorize after you know making it a couple of times. So for me, I have a Mexican beans and rice recipe. It's about 15 minutes start to finish. I've made it so often that I can just about make it in my sleep. It's just easy, quick. I can always have those ingredients on hand because it's a basic pantry kind of meal. Anything with eggs, just some eggs and sauteed vegetables or something simple like that. But just really gather up a couple of go-to recipes for yourself. And you can change those up for variety if you need to over the years, you know, if you get tired of eating the same thing every time. But it's really important to have that. I love that. We love breakfast for dinner on those nights when we just need something quick, but it's like scrambled eggs. And even we try to do, you know, where it'd be waffles or pancakes or something, but sometimes it's scrambled eggs and toast. And you're like, hey, hey, it's something. So um, I also try to keep some pizzas in the freezer. Usually if I'll get them marked down so that if it's just one of those days where I am just super tired and we just need something at least we're not going through the drive-thru and I got a really good deal on the pizza. So keep those in the freezer for those nights. And one of my favorite ones is also just um, making a kind of crockpot meal where it's just some kind of sausage. I feel like I'm always getting um, sausage like kielbasa or something marked down. And then um, I will just keep in the freezer and then I'll just pull it out and I'll put like peppers and onions and potatoes, just kind of whatever I have. I throw it in the crockpot and it just takes a few minutes and cooks all day. And everybody's always like, oh, this is yummy. And I'm like, yeah, this is the dinner that I didn't have any energy or time for, but we got something on the table. So I'm happy for that. Now, one of the things that you have is your menu plan system. Can you talk to us a little bit about those? What it is, is all of your meals planned out and your grocery lists planned out and you get your recipes so that you know exactly what to buy and exactly what you're going to make. And we have four different plan types and We give members all of them so that you can bounce back and forth between weeks for what would work for you. We have a traditional, wholesome traditional, slow cooker slash instant pot, and the no food, no flour, no sugar, (laughs) not the no food thing. Um, (laughs) That's a really good diet one. (laughs) That is. It's a real quick diet. You guarantee to lose weight on that one. (laughs) And so you, when you started out, what gave you the inspiration to start doing these menu plans? For me, if I had a plan to follow and just make what's on the plan without second guessing it, then I'll get dinner done. As soon Mm -hmm. as I start saying to myself, I'm not sure if I'm in the mood for that, then that I derail myself, right? Because that's just really me trying to get out of cooking. 
But if I have that plan there with the grocery list, then I'm 100% further down the road towards dinner than I would be without it. So I was making up my own and then I began to share them with readers and I realized this was kind of hitting a need that people had. And over the years, I've expanded it and we've added more plans and refined it. And now we have pretty color-coded grocery lists and all kinds of things we didn't have in the beginning. And I love it so much. And I highly recommend it for any listener who is saying, I really want to have our family eat at home. I hate menu planning or I'm just in this dinner rut or I just feel like if somebody else could do the work for me, I could actually do it. And so Tiffany does such a great job of coming up with yummy recipes. Our family likes almost all of them. And my favorite plan is the slow cooker Instapot menu plan because you can make most of the recipes in five to 15 minutes in the morning or five to 15 minutes at the end of the day when you're just 30 minutes before dinner. And because of the color-coded grocery list that you get, it's super easy. And if you have one of the grocery pickup services in your area, you can actually just input all of the groceries into that and you just pull up to the store and they put all the groceries in your car. And then you have this amazing plan for the week. And I feel like as women, when we have a plan and when we know what we're going to fix, we have the ingredients, then it just makes it for me, at least it makes me feel so empowered. And I just feel this burden lifted off of me because I can do dinner. I know that dinner is going to happen and I don't have to stress over it, especially when 530 comes around. Yes, I agree with all of that. (laughs) And one of the things I will tell listeners about in just a minute is I promised at the beginning that I had a special freebie for you. So you want to stay tuned for that because I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her menu plans um, in that. But I want to transition into the questions that I ask all of my guests. And so I'd love to hear what you're reading right now, Tiffany. I just checked out from the library the latest edition of the number one ladies detective agency. Mm. Um, There are a lot of books in that series and I haven't read them all, but I saw the most recent one, which I can't something about cattle. I don't even remember the title of it, (laughs) Um, but I started it last night and it's really good. Um, They take place in Africa mysteries, kind of a cozy mystery series. That sounds perfect for this time of year too. Yeah. And then what is saving your life right now? This could be a productivity tip or life hack, an app, any idea that you're implementing that is making your life better, easier, or more enjoyable? Well, this one is kind of different, but drawing. I have started drawing. I'm not good at it. I'm not necessarily trying to be good at it. And I've never thought that I was good at art other than I can draw a great stick person. Um, (laughs) But I started drawing at the beginning of December, just everyday things like my cup of tea or my calendar sitting in front of me, whatever was there and available. And something about spending a couple of minutes focusing, you know, intensely on one thing and slowing down to get those lines just is calming. I'm kind of addicted to it now. I love that. That is, it is so unique, but I think sometimes we get so focused on getting things done and the just needs of everyday life and people in our home and stuff that we need to check off our to-do list. And we don't take time to just stop and do simple things like drawing. And I'm right there with you that I 
can basically draw stick figures and that's about it. <laughs> but so I don't know if I'm going to be taking up drawing, but it's making me think of areas in my life where I know what can I do that would just be something that would really feed my soul and just bring me some joy and inspiration. And it's not anything that I'm checking off my to-do list, but I'm just doing it to take a little break and breathe. So I love that. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing so many valuable tips and ideas. Tiffany, we really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And for those of you who are listening, you're saying, I want some further help and inspiration. Crystal, what is this thing that you're promising? Well, I put together a week-long eat-at-home challenge. It's actually based on Tiffany's menu plans. And so if you're curious what those are like, I'm going to show you some pictures and you're going to get a really good idea of what her menu planning system is like. It's completely free and I'd love for you to sign up. I'm going to send you a recipe every day. Plus, I will send you a video of me making the recipe. And I'm going to send you lots of time-saving tips and strategies that work well for our family. Plus, I polled a bunch of my followers and asked, what are your greatest needs and struggles when it comes to menu planning? And a lot of people said, dealing with picky eaters and eating healthfully when you have a really full schedule. So I'm going to share some practical tips specifically on those areas as well. So if you'd like to join this challenge, just head over to crystalpain.com forward slash eat at home. You can sign up there and I'll send you an email every day with a link to the recipe that I made and tips and tricks for getting dinner on the table. And you'll have the opportunity to interact in a Facebook group with others who are also part of the challenge. So I hope you can join us in this. Once again, that's Crystal crystalpain.com forward slash eat at home. And of course, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. This week's question for the Q&A segment comes from Sophie. She wrote in and asked, what tips do you have for getting everyone out the door on time and peacefully, especially with little ones? What a great question, Sophie. And I love how you didn't just say getting everyone out the door on time. You said, and peacefully. And I'm going to be honest and tell you that we don't always do a perfect job of this. But we've made a lot of strides in this area over the years, especially now that our kids are in school and need to be out the door every morning by 7.30 a.m. at the latest. I want to share a few things that have helped us. First off, plan ahead. You probably knew this would be on my list, but it really makes such a difference if you have everything you need for the day by the door or ready to go the night before, or at least a few hours before you need to leave. For me personally, I found that writing everything down that I need to bring helps me to not forget anything. I know it might feel like overkill, but it has saved us so much hassle so many times. Secondly, allow plenty of time. If you have little ones, I would encourage you to plan to get out the door at least 30 minutes before you actually need to be out the door. Because inevitably, someone is going to need their diaper changed or someone will have some sort of last minute emergency. When you plan for it, then when it happens, you don't feel stressed out because, hello, you planned for it. And if no last-minute emergency happens, well, you will have bought yourself some extra time just to hang out with your kids, or you could leave early and get to your destination early. Finally, this one might not work so well for you since you said you had littles, but work as a team. As soon as your kids are old enough to help, let them help. 
They might not be able to do as much right now. They probably can't. But if they are three years old or older, you can put them in charge of something. Maybe it's something as simple as having them get dressed and have their shoes by the door before you're ready to go. But as they get older, you'll be able to give them a lot more responsibility and your hard effort of training and teaching them is going to pay off in big dividends. Nowadays, our kids are almost 14, 11, and 9, and they are in charge of basically everything for themselves in the morning, from making sure all of their homework is done and sat by the door the night before, to making their own breakfast, to making their own lunches, and so on. Honestly, I just get to get up and hang out with them in the mornings as they do their morning routines and eat breakfast, and it's the best. So I share this with you because I want to remind you that while it's hard when your kids are little and it's easier and so much faster to do everything yourself, it will pay off if you're willing to let them start helping out as soon as they are old enough to help out. As always, if you have a question on any topic you'd love for me to answer in a future episode, just email it to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 